I'd like to take his face. She oh. call himself ass kick instead. <laughs> Have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and beat until you pissed blood? Now, in the name of Zeus's butthole, did you get out of your cell? Oh, no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! Oh, no, my eyes! Hello, and welcome to We Bought a Mike, We Bought a Nick. I have to say, culture cage cast. We'll get into it uh, as this episode goes along, but it's kind of insulting that you didn't have a single quote from Vampire's Kiss now after seeing Vampire's Kiss in mm-hmm. that intro song. I I figured I every I line, been, every, but I you could just just redub it all with just Vampire's Kiss. That's what I'm waiting for. QRS TUV WXYZ. Hello. Yes, you you know you're you know you're off a bit. Welcome to the show. We bought a mic. Talking the career of one Nicolas Cage this week, Vampire's Kiss. And uh, man, what a movie we're gonna dive into tonight. Yeah. We have a special guest, and uh, we'll introduce you in a second. Very special guest. <laughs> Give us Who about brought, 45 minutes. Uh, plastic uh, question mark or real calcium bone question mark no, vampire teeth. I just grew these before, uh-huh. before the episode started. I grew teeth and then I crawled on the ground to the podcast. Listeners are going to have a very hard time understanding what anybody's saying with these on. Sorry. <laughs> I, for one, have actual fangs. I don't need to wear yeah, prosthetics. Shame, dude. I'm just going to for Railway Cat from the Railway Trade. I just sound like a Kyle Mooney character. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm just going if, if I If I didn't tell the listeners that you were wearing prosthetic teeth, they would just think that, like, your lips had been sh- sewn shut. Yeah, I could also reach That's you. a different Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> is it? It's the Through the Wire by Kanye West. Yeah, that's what Face Off is. John Travolta like just puts he puts his lips on top of Nicolas Cage's lips, but like he puts them on wrong, so then Nicolas Cage can't speak the entire movie. It sounds like a different type of movie. Yeah, they just they change <laughs> they change. Uh, it, what if Face Off, but one guy's a vampire, other guy's a werewolf? Wow! And I think that we just might have just spoiled what the new Twilight book is going to be all about. Oh, they change faces. Yeah, well, I don't know anything yeah, they, about they all come it. Together, Edward and so. Jacob, or is or just brand new characters? We're talking. No, it's it's they're, it's they're CGI and baby, and uh, it's present day. It's present day Robert Pattinson and present day Taylor Lautner, and people are like, "Oh, that's what he he looks like now." Yeah, La- Lautner kind of he's not busted because he's still a good looking dude. But like, who would have guessed that busted. Taylor Lautner wasn't going to age well? Oh yeah. Like everybody he's, at the time. Period. He's not a passable hunk anymore. Here's, here's a thought. When we get to the categories at the end of this episode for recaging couch, keep, uh, keep Robert Pattinson in mind. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe he get his little yeah, bat ass th- over here. I'm drew. <laughs> I'm earnest. Well, um, <laughs> oh, it's pretty good Who's so this? far. It's pretty good. Well, uh, the fact is I did murder someone last night. I turned into a vampire. It's a long story. I'm glad you didn't say the other part. 
Uh, I'm Hunter. <laughs> and back with us, second time, Christine. Welcome. Welcome back. Hello. Oh, I was going to say, I'm Peter Lowe. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Lowe. My name is Peter Lowe. Peter Lowe. You were on for the horror movie draft. <laughs> yes, it should have And now won. you're back. Uh, but in case yeah, I listeners think- didn't check out that episode, introduce yourself. Let them know who you are uh, and why you chose this movie. Because I, I, I think it's self-evident why you chose this movie. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm very thankful that like this, this is this is my favorite movie I've seen in like ages. Like I'm going to watch this again like very soon. I liked it so much. Um, I don't know who I am. Figuring that out every day. Um, I don't know. I like horror. I am studying it. Uh, Vampire's Kiss is underrated. People like I got teased for picking it, and now everybody loves it. So I'm just gonna say that was a win who, for me. Who teased you? Who did? Did Hunter Nobody, tease you? I did not tease you, you for saying. Little. I did not sass you for Vampire's oh. Kiss. I had not seen this movie you before. Give me sassy I comments knew... like that's what you're gonna pick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I said it Vampire's in that kiss. tone. Uh, to be clear, um, no, I did not really know anything about this movie except for that it was the the, uh, the meme uh, came from that and then you know you look on IMDB for this movie and you see the Metacritic <laughs> score which is a 31 really 31 I don't, Metacritic I don't score. care any, no, no, any shit wrong. that people have to talk about this movie I don't give a fuck they don't understand how IMDB gave it a 6 out of 10 this is this is a transcendent movie this is one of the f- I'm going to say it's one of like the probably three to five best comedic performances I've ever seen in my whole life. I'm not joking. He's doing some wild stuff. And I I like I've seen every comedy. This is this is better than any Jim Carrey performance. Like this is going big, like gone right. Because it's hard. I don't. Jim Carrey tends to annoy me and he's doing similar shit where he's just like way too. He's a cartoon in the middle of a real movie. I was thinking about Jim Carrey because, uh. We do, we try and, you know, for one of the categories is like re-caging couch where we try and think of anybody else who could play this role. And I was like thinking like uh, going through like the the similar faces, the Jim Carrey's, the Mike Myers. And I was like, no, none of those guys could no one can do, do this. This, this, this is only level him, of absurdist man. comedy this is that only he's Nick. tapping into. It's singular. Um, did we say your name? Yes. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Christine, welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Very <laughs> special <laughs> guest. Of, uh, I thought you just went straight into. Yeah, I don't know who I am. <laughs> oh no. Um, we're happy to have you. Tell us Thanks. what you think about this movie. I love it. Um, besides it being known for the meme, it it starts off like kind of stupid and dumb, and like you think it's boring. You think it's and then awful. it twists and yeah. it's hilarious. I couldn't breathe when I, I saw it. I thought it was so bad at first. Yes, like it because it it has it feels like the room or it something looks like, like a soap opera. Yeah, like it, the way that it's filmed. Yeah. Like it honestly, it it's feels like, they, like a soap opera, and, and it feels like it does want you to take it seriously for like the first like 10, 15 minutes. You're like, they really want me to like like they really think that bad is scary. Like, you know what I mean? Like all that stuff. And then the more that Nick talks, <laughs> like the more you're like, Oh no, they know. See, I Nick was, knows. I was in as soon as the bat shows up and you used to have uh, Nick Cage shaking the curtain going, shoo, shoo, <laughs> fucking shoo. There, there's so much to dig into it's with so this good. one. I, I think the cage alone, um, which is kind of the reason why we're doing this series. This is the third uh, movie we've talked about so far in the series and so far this is the one where it really like kind of the performance alone kind of grabs you and shakes you and it's like 
this is why this man is sort of like this legend, right? Even though this movie isn't really part of like what most people would say is part of his pantheon, it does kind of have this cult following, but it was a huge flop. $2 million budget, didn't even crack a million at the box office. Uh, And now it's like picked up steam as like this meme internet object and and it now after the fact has become like un, unofficially tangentially part of like the cage pantheon and well but it's it's in comparison to everything else it's the one that really feels like it sets the it sets the uh the bar like the the kind of uh What's what's what do we what do we call it in in the categories like the cage meter of how cage does it get? I think we've just been calling it cage. This is the maximum. Exactly. This This is like this this is is like a 27 out of 10 on the cage meter. Like it's (laughs) every scene we were talking about uh, in Raising Arizona last week and we were just like, oh, you know, maybe cage like needs somebody to reel him in and to crown him sometimes. No. And now I'm saying no, that opinion is wrong. Let him go. We need to just (laughs) I have in my notes. I wrote let this man cook about seven different times in my notes because I was just like i can't just with different (laughs) exclamation points and periods and spaces in between the words each time but i just i can't get it like i could not take my eyes off of this man on so he's so dialed in i'm of the camp that he fully knows how fucking funny he's being like moment to moment in this movie i really think he does Um, i mean he he is definitely like the thing with this movie is that because it was only two million dollars it was like this micro budget indie he had the latitude to just play yeah. and be experimental with his acting choices. And also it's, this isn't a like renowned or like particularly good director, you know, no, which like, like the Coen brothers were like, you need to chill out Nick cage. Like you can, <laughs> you can cook here and you can cook here. You cannot cook in the middle. You know what I mean? Like the, the, no one is stopping him here. No one has the clout to stop Nick cage. People were, people were mad though. <laughs> like apparently Cause I've been trying to do some research. I don't know if the article that you shared with us, Hunter, um, was it from the ringer? Yeah. Uh, there was an oral history done by the ringer, I think in 2019 about this film. I don't know if, if, if they talk about it in this article, but I heard in other places that like, um, maybe not the director, but like other people in the production, like producers and stuff, they were watching the footage as they were shooting and they were like, somebody has to like, rein this guy in like somebody has to do something and then nobody ever did. and robert bierman the director was just like nah we fucking got something here like just they were let scared. this man cook because the the movie to the point um uh you brought up earlier about like how it kind of feels like soap opera ish like the movie itself the way it's constructed it's on a different wavelength than what cage is doing yes i actually wanted to bring that up to you because uh you're the maybe you've seen this film before christine uh but the guy who wrote this film uh joseph minion wrote uh after hours um which i know you just saw pretty recently have you seen after hours before the old scorsese film so he wrote this movie or he wrote after hours and then like he couldn't really get another big paycheck to go and so he was was able to get funding enough for somebody to make vampires kiss because his wife got it made yes yeah i think that the script of this movie is like kind of (laughs) bad like i think that like the bones of this movie are like 
not great and then Nicolas Cage elevates it to being just, a different thing than whatever the bones that were laying there before were so do you think is it first of all is it really minion or like mignon you know probably mignon yeah that's I said, a, it's a I said, I we're gonna call, we'll, we'll call him Minion. Yeah. Um, minion. It's spelled Minion. So, yeah. so do you think he didn't know this is funny? I mean, if you, you can, like, if you just see this screenplay in front of you, then I think that it reads seriously as like yeah. a man with mental illness who's like going insane and like well, maybe there's some like comedic moments. There's but definitely, well, it's not yeah. like as the zaniness isn't going to come across in the it's screenplay. All the zaniness takes, comes it's across. It's not all him though. I think the director also knows it's funny. There, I, there, no, there are shots and, and edits that are there. It's like comedy school edits. Like, it's what you learn when you're learning to direct comedy. He had to have at least known by the end from uh, when Nick Cage uh, puts in plastic vampire teeth, gets on the ground and crawls out of frame. That is high comedy. Well, <laughs> like, that that's what not- I'm saying. That I don't think that this is all Nick Cage's ideas. And a lot of it is comedic. I think in the screenplay, some of the comedy had to be baked in because there also are a ton of parallels to American Psycho in this movie. Yes. Which yeah. came later, which is a very funny movie as well. After this. Well, that's yeah. where Christian Bale based his character off of. Really? Oh, sure. He based um, like the accent and all that af- um, after Nick Cage's character in this movie. Wow. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the accent that Nick Cage has in this okay. movie? Yeah. So, um, I don't know the accent, but I know he did it because he wanted the character to feel like he seemed he thinks he's more important. So that's why mm-hmm. his accent is off in certain scenes. Whenever he wants to seem more important to certain people, that's when his accent is heavier. Okay. Because he wants to seem like intelligent, like dignified. Big. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes it almost verges on like British. <laughs> but like, but yeah, there are people like this? Like, I know people well, like no, this and- who like do this like heightened voice, and it's like. You're not. Where are you no. from? Where do you think yeah, you're it's, from it's, right now? It's like very over theatrical. But then also we were talking before pod about how this is actually pretty close to like an old school uh, native Philly accent. And his character is from Philadelphia. Yeah, they do say that. I did not get Philly vibes. <laughs> no, you, no I said, I'm telling you, it's an accent you haven't heard before. You have to watch I, a video and you'll be like, oh, that's why he's like saying like low instead low, of low. low. That's like a his, Philly thing. His accent sounds like a mix between like a Midwestern Minnesotan and uh, Fred Armisen, the Californian sketch. And I'll add a third Quite one. Easily. 405. I'll add a third one. Uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> oh like the breathiness of it. <laughs> my roommate did breathy. say that when she was. Oh, really? <laughs> she was like, it's Sounds like Donald Trump. <laughs> um, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder what Trump thinks. Of so, so I doubt he's watched a movie ever. When did you first see this, Christian? Oh, maybe like Birth of a Nation. Five, six years ago. Really? Okay. Yeah. What What made you see it? Uh, just Nick Cage. I was <laughs> She's like, this a fan looks- of. Ridiculous. And I was like, I need to see this. Yeah. So, like, you didn't know when you put it on, like, what it was going to be? Or, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I think so much of like the experience of this is if you go in not knowing anything, like, it's a nice treat. Yeah. It just slowly unfolds itself. Where, like, I was like so not into it at first. <laughs> like, that that's like one of the most blessed experiences you can have watching a movie is like slowly realizing what it is. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, we're ruining that for anyone listening to this, but it's still, you just have to watch it. I just want people to watch it because it it's does experience. Yeah, exactly. And it does have, like you said, like a cult, you know, status somewhat, but it needs more. 
Yeah. It really like this is even on Letterboxd, which is very like savvy with like cult films. This is in like the 20s of Nick Cage's canon as far as like amount of uh, watches goes. And I like I kind of can't believe that. And on IMDb, it really like hardly has any reviews compared to any other like cult classic. I love the uh, the Letterboxd. Uh, header image. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty. It's really. They repeat him that scene it is Jessica. Twice? It is yes, Nick Cage I after think, yeah. orgasming by being bit by vampire. Yeah, um, and very fake looking blood coming out of the oh, vampire. I good. love I love the fake blood in this. It's so like <laughs> red. Like it's literally like that's a a movie where you look and you're like, yeah, it's just fucking corn syrup, man. Like what are we doing here? Like that's micro budget. Um, yeah, I really love. I love all of that. I I just I love this movie. This movie is so much fun. I feel like this is like it's hard to even imagine like some of our other favorite absurdist comedy films like a wet hot or like any of the David Wayne canon like this had to David Wayne has to at least be a fan of like a film like this because this is so ahead of its time with the absurdist level of comedy. There was like this and then like kind of the Monty Pythons. But that was. Well, kind of it. There wasn't a ton of absurdist like, comedies, like, and then there's like airplane. the airplane. Yeah, there's kind of those naked guns. But I'm not. I'm not fully bought into the idea that they set out to make that movie. I don't know if they did. I don't know if everyone involved did, but some people involved did. It really, it really feels like to me like there's a lot of patchwork done, and and there was no with with how crazy the performance is. There was no way in hell that they could make a straightforward movie. So they didn't even try. But there's still like some semblance there, the bones of what this could have been as just a straightforward down the middle movie. Would have sucked. Of course it would have sucked. But I mean, to me, this is a to me, this is like a terrible movie uh, that is completely changed by an incredible performance at the core. Like it, this is one of those movies and, um, I, um, I really think that this is one of those movies that challenges what you think of as a quote unquote good movie, you know, because on the, on its surface, it's, it's, it's not like conventionally it's not, but it also is in a way because it's, it's, it's so transcendent what he's doing. With, with every choice that he's making, everything about the performance is just so out there. But it's inside of a movie that's like not good at all, but it works. So I, it's like, well, it's, if you're watching something that's funny and you're laughing when you're supposed to, then it does work. Yeah. So you're saying that you just don't believe that it's supposed to be funny. I exactly. do. Exactly. That's the thing. That's the thing is like, I don't know if everybody who made this knew exactly what it would end up becoming well okay so i don't know if like once the screenplay was written once uh mignon wrote like handed it over to the director and to the cast and everything i don't know if he planned for it to be this funny i feel like some of the staff might have not have even known that it was that funny but i think that added something like um we're gonna talk a lot about alva uh, the woman who plays Alva, she's like uh, Nick Cage is almost in a different movie than her. Like her and her brother play it their scenes so straight down the better. middle with each other, and that 
No, that makes the film so much better when you just see them just like, I'm being harassed by my boss. This is like very scary. I'm frightened. And Nick Cage just is just like running around like, time zone, time zone. Like it's just, it's incredible. It's just the best thing. Too late, too late, too late. Yeah. This body just vibrating back it's and forth so, like a clock. It's a cartoon, man. It's, so good. it's like the mask like level of just like this guy's in on some other shit right now. It's the mass mix with American Psycho and then mixed with Nick Cage just as a guy. Because he also, the the only thing I'd, I could find about like anyone knowing it was a comedy was uh, in, in this Ringer article that you posted, you, you showed us, Hunter, that's sort of like a, you know, a history of the film. Mm-hmm. Cage saw Vampire's Kiss as a chance to pursue his own experimental mode of acting, a full throttle rejection of naturalism that owes as much to 1920s German expressionism yep. as it does opera and slapstick comedy. Yes. So he knows for oh, sure. Yeah. He knows exactly what he's fucking doing. Uh, that couldn't be more clear to me. Like no one has ever been that funny without trying other than Tommy Wiseau. You know what I mean? Like it, it's rare. <laughs> Uh, that's the that's the argument for Cage being a genius, right? He's not just like randomly doing shit and stumbled into an Oscar along the way. Yeah, like, I think there, there just, is some craft here. Yeah, and I th- I think that there are just certain things that he'll never want to do. Like he'll never be able to throw like, uh, you know, like a seventy mile an hour like whatever it's called, like a sinker or whatever. He all he can do is fucking screwballs like. And so and then he gets cast in movies. He he takes movies where he's asked to not do that. And that's when he's bad, you know, exactly. But he can do what he can do. And he's really good. You know who did love this movie whenever it came out? Roger Ebert. Really? What? Yeah. Nice. Roger Ebert was a big fan Perfect. of this film. I saw this in the research. <laughs> Roger Ebert appreciated uh, his, his style of acting. It served as the blueprint, inspiring his own self-described nouveau shamanic uh, yes. discipline of acting. <laughs> Interesting. He had to make it in the most pretentious way possible to describe this Nick Cage performance. But yeah, we love to see Raj coming through with a a vampire's kiss. It's crazy that he even saw it. I mean, it 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 premiered in New York, though. Like they wanted this to be like a, a little small budget, like movie to kind of break through on the mainstream. Like this is what year is this? 88? It was literally right after Moonstruck. Like, like right after this is his film coming off of Moonstruck where like people Academy were thinking Award winning Moonstruck. Yeah. People were thinking like Nicolas Cage deserved an Academy Award nomination. And then this is his follow up. And people are like, what the fuck is this? I, I don't think know. He could get a nomination for this. Should. Yeah. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here for it. I, I think it's I'm I'm. very rarely does a movie come along that like slaps me across the face and like challenges my notion of like what a good movie is you know it it, it just it makes you think like uh, objectivity is meaningless you know yeah i like i think like half of the notes i took were when i still thought the movie was bad and then i just started (laughs) enjoying it like i just started watching i was like no, this is the best thing I've ever fucking seen. In my when life. it turns, it turns, and then yeah. it's just so good, and you can't stop laughing. Yeah, you like truly every p- bit of his performance is so out there. His voice is insane. Like, also where like just where his character goes to is yeah. insane. I I told uh so I before uh, we came over here, I was meeting up uh with uh my fiance and. Uh, <laughs> 
That was the first time I got to throw that one on the pod. That was nice. Um, I'm cracking open a and Christine, for that one. Um, <laughs> part of the, uh, I'm you're, you're the part third of the wheel. Yeah. yeah, you're the thruple. You're the ring. Um, <laughs> uh, flower girl. Before, you're the uh, bat that bit. <laughs> I was meeting up with them to get food uh, before we came over here and I got there early and I told uh, them that I was sitting in my car for like 20-30 minutes practicing my Nicolas Cage impression before that's it, why it was good piece it's of shit. so yeah. good I, I did it. walk up next to the car and I just saw him smiling. I just had like people like coming up next the to alphabet, me like a he psycho. looked like Nicolas Cage in the car he was just sitting there smiling in the car I'm, I was like, uh, I'm just like fucking grease hoe <laughs> Speaking you should have ordered in his voice. Uh, the next time. You should have spent the whole time. night in his voice. Can, can I get a, a six ounce sirloin? <laughs> That's not bad. Your impressions lately have been way worse than that. You're, hey, you're, see, you're getting back on track. I, okay, I, I went off the rails a little bit. It's because we've been drinking too much during the pod. So mm. it's just been throwing Corona's me all been off. Lubrication everything. is needed for the listeners sake. Yeah. they don't want to hear a dry pod um yeah of course wait speaking of though uh his his physicality like how hunter like first of all i do want to see hunter looking like nicholas cage um uh, oh, uh, he's bugging out oh he's bugging his eyes never mind um the, it, the way he contorts his face in this movie and his body and his body is incredible yeah it's it's an incredibly there's, physical performance there's a it's so scene, nuts there's a scene in like the last part of the movie that we'll talk about wherever he goes back into a nightclub after he's made his full transformation <laughs> and it's literally him just doing a, Nos- a Nosferatu yeah. impersonation and I was like put this man in a fucking Nosferatu remake like he's walking around his eyes are huge his like head is like tucked back it's, and he just has like one hand out like tucked in front of him yeah the I'm, I swear, like, I promise you, the way that he is accentuated by the directing in this, I don't know if he knew at first, but Bierman figured out that this was a comedy pretty quick. Like, I promise, because he's he's getting close ups on the worst. Sh- if, if it's serious, the worst shots. If it's funny, the best shots. <laughs> like, all the choices made are for a comedy. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's not like a like a save it in post type. No, deal. no, 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 no. Yeah, it's already it's already too insane. Uh, on purpose and like uh, when we were talking about raising Arizona I mentioned like they he gets a chance to like use his weird body and his weird face because like whenever he's like a leading man like national treasure it's funny just because like he doesn't look like it like right. you know he just he doesn't look like just like the normal guy you would cast as a treasure hunter um he looks insane <laughs> he looks deranged especially back when he had still had bad teeth and like yeah uh kind of a unibrow situation going crazy on. unibrow here in this movie um he did get his teeth f- this was like the first level of cage getting his teeth fixed yeah, though. vampire teeth. never even noticed his teeth oh, oh yeah that's only in, his real in, vampire teeth in, in moonstruck he's like straight up missing one and like the rest are like all over the I've place i've seen and that it, so many times i've never it, looked at his teeth and even in raising arizona like he's his teeth are also <laughs> fucked up but it works for the character because mm-hmm. you're like yeah this is a country bumpkin yeah. like what are those yeah. fake teeth but then you see two movies in a row and you're like actually this are just as fucking yeah teeth. but he gets he, this is the perfect vehicle for him to use make whatever like like you said any face is on the table for it's any insane. of these shots and also his body because he's lanky and weird but he's also big mm-hmm. so he is imposing and it changes throughout the movie yeah too. and like his his hunch is unbelievable well, like before we get away from this i wanted to ask you christine have you ever seen nosferatu 
Oh, yeah. He's the reason I couldn't shower at night until I was like in my 20s. Oh my <laughs> he scared God. me so much. Nick yeah. Cage is the reason I couldn't. <laughs> I, Nick Cage I've is never, the reason I only shower at night. I've never seen Nosferatu and I've oh, always wanted he to. He scares the daylights out of me. I love him, but also like... Because mm. that's some that's some like absolute classic yeah. from yeah. the... 20s beginnings yeah. of horror 30s. like inventors yeah. of the genre type of deal so it's really interesting to not only see the the movie in this movie but to see how cage like changes oh, yeah. his physicality to be like that character it's it's amazing I'm, I'm curious what you think of that oh i loved it i thought it was great i thought it was like cool and funny at the same time but also, you know, me being scared of him, I'm like, Ugh. I like want to look, but look away. But I also like really want to like go out now and be like, Ugh. just walk like him. Um. You got to style your hair <laughs> to make because Nosferatu has like a weird shaped head. So that's what I'm pretty Cage sure if I just doing. shave my head, it'll look like yeah, that. Isn't he bald? Yeah. Cage he, is like well, yeah. he does have no hair. He's got like Yoda ears. His 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 skull is like spiky. Nick Cage has like <laughs> 28 different haircuts in this one movie. Yeah. Like not different hair haircuts, but his hair is just all over the place. Like I'm it. about to reach that level with my hair because I need a fucking haircut really bad. Where it's just like you never know like what's going on with my hair from day to day. <laughs> but with Nick Cage, you don't know what's going on with his hair from scene to scene. Like it's Nick Cage kind of looks like Nosferatu. Yeah. Like just like not even just in the movie. Perfect like casting. Like no in general. The, whoever played Nosferatu has those eyes that are really close together. Okay, hear me out. There's a rumor that Robert Eggers is making a Nosferatu movie. It's gotta be Nick Cage. Like if what are we doing? Cage, <laughs> it has to be Nick Cage. But the haven't you seen the guy in what we do in the shadows? Pita. Yeah. Oh, Pita. Oh, yeah. Mm. That That's is true. Shit. Yeah. I kept thinking about um, what we do in the shadows when I was watching this movie. I could see it. Yeah. And I feel like it kind of like ruined just a little bit of my enjoyment of it, just a tad, because <laughs> that show is so fucking funny, and this this movie's hilarious. But I just like kept thinking about it because it was just so fresh in my head. That I was like, damn it, like. But you've seen the movie, right? What we do in the shadows? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I love cool. the show, though. I've just watched sure. through the show okay, like just, multiple times. Yeah. So that, that ruined your enjoyment so of the movie or the movie ruined your enjoyment of what we do in the shadows? No, no, no. Me thinking about what we do in the shadows while I was watching this movie made me think that like it somehow wasn't as good. Oh. Even though it's like completely different. I, I honestly probably have the opposite feeling because this movie has such like an organic feel to it. As opposed to that show, which is very clearly written by very like calculatedly smart, right. funny people. You know, that, mm -hmm. that show and the movie are written by some of the greater comedic minds we have. This is not. This well, is it also, natural. It's, yeah, it's, it's a completely exactly. it's a completely different type of comedy, too, because that is like playing off of the whole like docudrama kind of trope parody of that whole thing. And this is just full on like farce absurdism yeah like, it's, it's just it's, it's going to that exactly degree they both just this. have the same idea of like vampires aren't that scary they're you know they're funny they're lame um this this is way different though we haven't even talked about what the fuck this movie's about before we do can we just mention his ankles 
That one shot of him. Oh, yeah, house. him not wearing socks. <laughs> and then like, we never guy. went back to that. No, I know. <laughs> I was just, I felt that that was a well, thing. Well, he was in the first Alva, like, like kind of gives him eyes whenever she sees that he doesn't wear socks, and then it just never comes. It's part, of, it's part of his transformation. He had socks on after that, though. That's what I thought, and I forgot about that. And then I watched it. I watched it twice, so and I was like, what? Do you think that, like, <laughs> that she was horny because of it? Like, no, no. she was very scared. Or, like, was, or I, because I think she was just, like, clocking, like, Oh, like he like came to work in a hurry today. Yeah, he came to work like yeah. he was out partying last night. Well, there's there are multiple parts of, of this movie where I felt like there was some connective tissue missing. It kind of gave me a little bit of like student film vibes. Yes. Like this is something that I would make in school where it's like, quote unquote, up to interpretation. But it's just like. Oh, we just don't have enough to kind of fill you, in the you gaps You did have here. a good amount of up to interpretation. <laughs> a in lot of films. people. A lot of people say that my performance in Roscoe's Patience was uh, up to un, uh, was up to people interpretation. think it was. People actually give him all the credit for that. <laughs> just like we're giving Cage, <laughs> we cut out like three quarters of the. F- <laughs> it's like oh, oh we make yeah. There was a point uh, in uh, college where we made a five minute short film, and the fi- the original cut was what like 15, 15 yeah. 16 minutes long. And we were like, oh, well, oh, no. this is all gone. <laughs> so stupid. Um, well, anyway, mean, they did though. They did say that a lot of scenes did get cut out. Cage it, apparently then, said that his best stuff got cut. Oh, I believe which is it. Crazy. Can we see can that? We, is there? A, yeah, How can we, we see the that? deleted scenes? He said of this he film? was hoping that like that they release it at some point. Release the cage cut. Yeah, <laughs> release the beer. Well, that's cut. what I'm saying. This needs that. Like it needs to have a full on like understanding of what it is because. Yeah. Even for like the popularity it's gotten, it's not enough. I swear to God. Like so, so many people would like this if they watch it. The only thing that I think would be really tricky is the sexual assault stuff and how it's treated it's kind rough. of flippantly. Yeah. I think some yeah. people would would be upset by that. I mean, he's a shitty person well, and we're not meant to empathize. No, he's no, off. It, that's, it's the American psycho but thing. But I also he's think this- that it, because of the time, too, they just kind of like, one, I mean, it was different then and then also like you know they're like ah oh, this guy's crazy like we're not really listening to him like exactly he's fully yeah. insane and also he's like like american psycho he's like a powerful white dude who's like no one is checking him and being like hey you're going insane right now so yeah. he just keeps going more yeah. insane. there's there's a scene which we'll talk more about when we get into the um like the as things are going along with the plot and everything but there's a point yeah where he has like a meeting with the board yeah, or and something they all just laugh at after he chases a woman into the women's room and it's just like a fucking like a dude's party where they're all just like she tried to make a complaint with me can you believe that woman secretary he's he's being enabled when he's like lost it really is american psycho is a good comp for this because Mm -hmm. that is like like, you are not supposed to empathize with this character whatsoever this is an insane human being but even even still i mean obviously american psycho has had more of a cultural kind of presence you know because this this movie is just the memes it's not like the movie itself mm-hmm. psycho has more american psycho has more of that like as a movie presence yeah. and people still have that little tiny bit of like um don draper walter white affinity for patrick bateman where they like you know, we see him murder people, but like the general consensus is still like, those uh, people are insane. <laughs> we root, we root for you, guy. Um, I, I there's there's different levels. Yeah, because I also like 
I see that as one of my favorite comedic performances ever. Right. Is Patrick Bateman. And yeah, anyone who would take that seriously is very strange. Um, but this one, it's a lot more clear cut. It's it's like the hot topic shirts of it all, you know. <laughs> Why aren't there hot topic those shirts? People need, this? Yeah, those people need an like, appointment with Doctor Glazer. Hot topic needs to get their shirts right. I got a Halloween one. It says Halloween on, and it's Halloween too. So, ooh, why don't they what? play this? Really? Doing? Yeah, that's fucked up. I actually have a couple like that. I. I think that Hot Topic needs to chill the fuck out with their Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. Mm. Um, I love Nightmare Before Christmas. It's one of my favorite movies ever. We got to calm the fuck down with it, okay? I hate that Nightmare Before the Christmas is, it's like fucking cool and hip now. Like, yeah, kids fucking love it because it's indie and you know, dark. Jack Skellington know. taught me it was okay to be emo. I wasn't allowed to watch it. Really? So. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to see Jack Skellington taught me that like uh, we could live like Jack and Sally if we want, where you can always find it. We'll have Halloween on Christmas and in the night, we'll just never zero? ends. Wait. We'll just never ends. Is that, I miss you. Is that what he's talking? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it's like when I hate to. Yeah. You can like, always oh my find me. God. Did you just have a realization that I miss yeah, you is about eyes. Nightmare Before Christmas? I didn't. I honestly, like, I watched that movie, but I really wasn't paying a lot of attention. Wait, it, I didn't realize you've it was. You've never seen Nightmare Before Christmas? No, I, I watched really? it. I talked about it on Pod, but, like, it. I didn't love it. So, like, I, I didn't even track that that was Jack and Sally. Yeah. Wait. That's fucked up. Do you, were you just like, are Jack and Sally like his dad? This is like a Jack and Diane, like fun reference. I don't know. Yeah. I just thought it was some shit I hadn't heard of. It's a Nancy. That <laughs> makes the songs like that song is already you, so fucking annoying. <laughs> but it's one of my favorite. Like, I love it so much. Where like, are you? <laughs> can I be zero or is that Curry? No, you can be zero. <laughs> just following so you guys sorry. around. Is the, you. No, Jellybean is uh, Gaia's cat is the anxious mayor uh, that lives with us. <laughs> What's zero? Um, oh, wait, zero is the little dog. dog. Okay. Dog. I, that's me. I don't remember their fucking Jack names. Jack and Sally. God, what, rewatch Nightmare Before Christmas is a masterpiece. I'm just saying that uh, Hot listen, Topic needs to chill the fuck out. I'm, with I'm it. not a musical guy. You know this about me. That's not even really a musical. It's it, it really, it actually like really much is a musical. It's driven by the music. It's barely a musical. Why would you say that and then I rewatch it and then I'm like, no, it is. It's a perfect film. I gave you one movie to watch and you liked it. I'm just. I know that's yeah that's the thing I'm telling like 10 minutes into this movie I was like what is Christine thinking (laughs) and then I was like she on I was Are like, she? Is she? You're like, oh fuck! This is the best Nicolas Cage movie. Damn I, it! Yeah, we ironically, still have 14 more of these to go. The, because this well, is like 13 now. This is the most appreciative I've ever been of like a guest bringing us a movie. Mm-hmm. The second most is also a Nick Cage movie because it's Matchstick Men, which Brian brought right. to us. Uh, yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, I used to watch it like on repeat Isn't for some it great? reason. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, it's good, but I don't know why I was obsessed with it for like a year. That is weird. Well, this, that's that's. One of the crazy things about Cage is like, technically, that's a better movie than this. But I would much rather watch this than See, Matchstick Men. I don't Men. think that it is technically a like. I mean, I guess because it's like, oh, Ridley Scott craft and everything. But like, that's. I feel like that's almost like dismissive of comedies mm-hmm. and of like absurdist comedies. Like this is kind of the same thing of like. Not saying that we had this discussion because we were a little bit more removed and we didn't have a podcast at the time. But like, think about whenever the discussion of like a, uh, I'm just gonna go to it because it's the most recent example. But like, they came together wherever that came out. People were like, "Ooh, this is like a bad movie," but I love it because it's playing on all these tropes. Like, and it's like it's not like the whole point of it is that it is absurdist. Is that it is playing on all of these it's tropes? Fu- yeah, it's yeah, fucking insane. And 
I, I got to believe that Minion knew that it was a little funny. And I think that Cage just took it way farther. So I think you're right that like it wasn't meant to be like this. I think it was just at a point where Cage was so adamant about pushing it that it wasn't there wasn't enough power from the other people working on the movie to to stop it. You know, if it was a bigger production, they could really lay down the law and be like, hey, man, like we're going to have to reshoot all of this stuff and you have to act differently. No, but they didn't have that ability. They're like, we're on an extreme tight budget. So what we got is what we got and we can't do it over. Um, But there are a couple. So real quick. Got to go back to Hot Topic for a quick question. (laughs) All right. Would you watch this movie if it was playing on a TV in Hot Topic? And would you stand there for the entire time? Do they play movies? Do they? Well, one. Yeah. One. Do they? I don't think they do. What are you talking about? Do they not have a TV? (laughs) You're thinking of Buffalo Wild Wings. You're thinking of Blockbuster. (laughs) I almost worked there. Um, (laughs) No, I was. So. Well, hypothetically. If they did that, (laughs) is the sound on? I was um, like, are you asking the most Oh, yeah, or is it like, ever? you know, it's not on, the sickest can, kids playing over it? You can ask them to turn it on. Okay. I will ask. Um, and well, I'll watch for like 10, 15, and then I'll leave, but I'll I'll know that like other people will get to watch. Well, it depends watch, on what part I walk in on, you know? Right. That's what I'm asking. Is like, it's like the rewatchables question, right? Like you wander into a hot topic. Vampires, and you're just like, cool, I'm playing. in for the next 30 minutes. <laughs> I see. The thing is, is which point do you leave during this movie? <laughs> like, it's just like one you, scene after another. I, the thing is, Maybe I, I want to. I dip out at the, the Alva and her brother stuff. I'm just like, I'm good. I'll go wander over to like uh, Hollister and then I'll come back in because as you know I buy all my stuff from Hollister. Hunter, yeah for the listener Hunter only wears really tight polos. <laughs> yeah. we, the double Hollister polos. polos double pop. Yeah the two polos. The studio reeks of Hollister cologne. Right <laughs> yeah now. it's well it's a mix of Hollister cologne and Axe body spray. Um, <laughs> but swag. Ew. <laughs> the other thing I, was, I wanted to ask is uh, we all saw this movie for the first time but you Christine have seen it multiple times so how many times exactly? Just like two three so this is like the second or third yeah. so you had seen it five years ago mm-hmm. and then you hadn't seen it again at all during that time no it's okay. you can't watch it all the time it's a I, I disagree i, I think that, that was, right. that was this what is what I was becoming well, a staple I mean, man i'm not saying I'm getting you this can't. thing on it's Blu-ray. just like you can't run i also need to be around people that are gonna appreciate it mm. so if i'm gonna start screaming my abc's <laughs> <laughs> like who's gonna know what it is well, who's gonna appreciate the mm, alphabet i feel like I would have enjoyed this movie so much more if I would have watched it with other people because I I watched it alone and I was just like damn like this is just one of those movies where like if I could vibe with some friends right now I would enjoy it so much more you gotta you gotta be your own party man like I just I, feel like it should have been a group thing. The, Why yeah, did we yeah. make it a group well, thing? Well, that's a, I feel that way about a lot of movies actually, because I just generally like I don't feel anything unless I'm with <laughs> other people. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's 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 better with just with just one other person. If you literally just have one other person watching with you, it makes it exponentially yeah, better because it's whole, like a it's like a, a communal experience exactly like the whole reason that they came together hit me so hard is because i watched it with just you ernie and we were both there to like acknowledge the funniness yeah of it. we lost our minds yeah but like this movie i was able to because it it was just so in your face funny like i was fully alone like 
dead ass sober and I was like losing my mind. I was like melting down at how good it was. I I, I thought it was so fucking funny. I, and whoever you want to credit to, that's fine. Like you can say, oh, some people in the movie didn't know. That doesn't matter. Whoever knew knew exactly what they were doing. They he, knew and they didn't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the they knew moment. Um, because you can give it all to Nick Cage if you want. I don't think it's all him. I think there, there are directing parts that point toward comedy. There are edits that point toward comedy. Uh, some of the writing points toward comedy, absolutely. Uh, but Cage does get a lot of credit. And this there's mov- probably tons of at Cage ad Well, yeah, that, because this. of that, this movie changed my opinion on the guy. Like, I was like, he this is like LeBron when he was on the Cavs and he made it to the finals with no other good. Yeah. Teammates. And you're like, oh, man, this guy yeah. is something because even if Bierman knows Bierman isn't a good director, Bierman I, has no other credits. I put on my uh, my letterbox review of this movie that uh, if Nick Cage was a basketball player, his final stat line would read uh, 56 of 64 from the field, 114 points, yeah. 37 of 42 from three, 38 rebounds, like, zero assists, torn ACL. That's his full <laughs> stat line of everything that happens that Nick Cage does. In he played movie. through a torn ACL. Does he, get, does he get ejected at any point? Oh, I need to add an ejection. Yeah, on there. six fouls. <laughs> All all those stats are in one minute of play. (laughs) No. So what's crazy about like this movie, Drew, I'm starting to like buy into your parent. This movie is like still, despite the fact that it has cult stats, it's underrated. It's really hard to buy a physical copy of this movie. So the Blu-ray of it, you can only buy it in a combo pack with a movie called High Spirits that has Peter O'Toole, Daryl Hannah in it. Um, I've never heard it before. You have to buy it used for $130. Have you looked at like Arrow or any of them? No, no. Well, so What's on DVD, What's the that's a Screen like, Factory um, double feature. Uh, the double pack is a Screen Factory. I'm sure Hunter that. knows what they're, Arrow is. They're a Arrow company that like they put out like movies that are hard to get on like Blu-ray. And mm. they, it's, like it's Criterion, criterion but for mostly to, for ho- horror yeah, if stuff. You like anything horror, anything spooky? Oh, uh, so it's, is it like horror mostly? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Genre. I mostly yeah. listen to horror-based podcasts. Is it a a r r o w or like mm-hmm. okay okay? There's also Vinegar Syndrome. They have some good stuff. What the fuck is that? Arrow, uh, Scream, or Shout Factory. Yeah, I've, I've um, gotten stuff from. Sh- I got because Shout yeah, Factory. Sold. Shout Factory does a ton. Of, Shout Factory even has they like they have comedy. They yeah. do a range. They have comedy stuff. They have the entire series of Gravity Falls. Yeah, I got um, I got Nathan for you on DVD from them. Yeah, and I got they're, they're Mystery awesome. Science merch from them. Um, if you want to get Vampire's Kiss on DVD, you have to buy it as a combo pack with a film called Once Bitten. How much from is from 1985? It is used for thirty nine dollars. I'll get it. I, I honestly am probably just gonna buy it. Like thirty nine, I'll get it. I'll throw the other one away. <laughs> yeah, like I don't, I don't care about the other. I movie. want. This I just movie. want this physical film. I'm telling you, because why people, doesn't this movie has a have a re release or something? Exactly. Like, what are we find doing? It on VHS on like uh, eBay or anything. I I probably could find out I VHS think, somewhere. I think it might confuse people because people aren't used to the in between of like a cult movie. It's either like just not discovered and it's like really funny and everyone involved with it knew like that's sort of what like Napoleon Dynamite was before it blew up right. it's like it was like this tiny micro micro budget indie movie and then people realized it was funny and then MTV picked it up and it made so much money there's that and then there's the room which is way more notable than this movie to people where people have like viewing parties in theaters and they like have like all like the Rocky horror shit where they throw stuff at the screen. Mm. Uh This is right in between that where some people I think knew what it was and some people didn't. And I think some people are like, 
so like is it bad or is it good it doesn't matter it's good because it's effective it works well yeah this is in a weird spot too because it also doesn't fall into the cult classic camp of like something like donnie darko which is a movie that never would have been like hugely successful but it would have made more money but it was released a week after 9-11 and it has Yikes. a plane crash. So that's why that yeah, movie buried. made no money at all. And it was considered a huge bomb. and became just like a cult classic. Yeah, I should um, have been like, Max I mean, Keeble. yeah, I know. I should have just... been like, yeah, you have your good cult classics, Max Keeble. Like, um, <laughs> no, but like it, this is kind of a film that's I, I'm kind of surprised that even with like the like meme culture that we're living in now that more people haven't turn to just be like hey that crazy nick cage face what is that well, from well so i want to say something about that but then we have to dive into the plot we're so deep into this podcast we have to like dive into the plot but to that point one of the notes that i wrote down is like this movie births the meme of cage like it comes from this movie the yeah. what we know today of cage as a 21st century meme began mm. with this movie obviously because there's so many memes that are directly referencing this movie but you know cage as a whole it's, as a meme it is, starts in moonstruck here. where it's just like i lost my hand i lost yeah, my that energy. energy that energy but then this is that translated that, onto a whole film the, the it, other thing is like to this movie specifically is whenever you look for this movie like i watched this on amazon prime um, and you click on the thumbnail. Why isn't that thumbnail a crazy cage meme face? <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, why aren't the what poster? Why wasn't the every thumbnail poster? Is bad. Well, like, who it's, it's who owns bad. this movie? That's the answer. Is that whoever owns it isn't savvy? That's the only answer. You know what I mean? If someone smart, like if some like still current company own this movie they would be able to market it they'd be able to sell it well it's it, distributed by a corporation called F hemdale film corporation yeah. okay oh my god they're my favorite um <laughs> they're defunct they, they're yeah defunct they now. were part of tristar uh which is also a defunct corporation hey, they won the oscar but i mean twice. you know of sony so it comes down to sony and sony is notoriously very bad for rolling out films and distributing films Hunter, I going bet back you can't, to the 80s i bet you can't name the two best picture oscars that Hemdale one. Uh, <laughs> well, I know TriStar. Was it Platoon? Was Platoon? Yes. Them? Oh my god. Let's go. I knew that was a TriStar film. You're a freak. Um, let's fucking go. Uh, is the other one seventies? Eighties. Eighties. Um, is it, it Terms out, of Endearment? No. It came Peaches. out the year of Out of Africa. No, no, no. Out of Africa was eighty. So Moonstruck five. lost um, two. 88. Moonstruck was nominated for Best Picture. 88 was a great year. No. Oh, Vampire's no. Oh, Kiss is Last Emperor. Last yep, Emperor. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Oh, Last, Last Emperor, Emperor was TriStar? I didn't know no, that. No, Hemdale. Oh, Hemdale. Hem well, which but was part of TriStar. association yeah, yeah. with TriStar, yes. I'm glad I got Platoon. <laughs> let's go, baby. So, let's... <laughs> I have a problem. I have a disgusting association with the Academy Awards. I need to stop. Let's dive into the movie. So, we opened on moody shots of New York City. Um, which already I was like, okay. I know, My first exactly note is 1980s like, New York skyline. It's the a soundtrack must. is like sort of like a weird like noir almost. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of woodwinds and things, and then we get this awesome like Spielbergian shot of the street mm -hmm. that slowly zooms out, 
and we're in the psychiatrist, the, the therapist's office. Who, by the way, that old lady rocks. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Dr. Glazer. She looks like a genie. We, But we come to a close-up. <laughs> so we go from the street to a close-up of Cage. And then he starts speaking. We've already talked about his accent, but right away I was like, what the fuck? What is what is going on? Yeah. And I'm thinking like, okay, maybe I'll get a couple laughs out of this because it's like really bad, obviously. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, this is going to be like kind of funny. Just you were expecting the room like you were expecting a funny, bad movie. Yeah. Yeah. Then he's on a date. Oh, he, which, by the way, you know who he is on the date with? Yeah, baby. Oh, oh, oh. Cassie Lemons. Cassie girl Lemons. Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs and the director of Harriet. Yeah. The, the girl in the well. No, she's no, Jodie Foster's what? friend. No, props oh, to you for not seeing color. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got confused with the girl for a second. <laughs> Yeah, so this is the girl. Okay, I was completely. So this is the girl that becomes a vampire, right? That he sees and no, 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 no. The one that's the vampire is the one from Flash. Cassie Lemons is the one that he blows off at the art gallery. He blows Cassie Lemons off. Yeah, Jackie. She's like a different person from the vampire. That yeah, yeah. Cassie Lemons is the one who's like actually would make a good partner, but like he can't be with her because of his vampire, aka like he can't just he can't stop fucking. Her name is Jackie, and then I think what Rachel. Rachel, Rachel, Rachel was the, the vampire, and that's vampire. Jessica Beals. Yeah. Jessica or Jennifer? Jennifer no. Beale. Jennifer Beale. Wrong Beale. Different Beale. She's the one. Well, also it's Beals. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Multiple yes. Beals. Yeah. yeah. You know. Um. So then we get this crazy sequence of this bat like <laughs> being in his house. Shoo. Shoo. <laughs> It's so as funny. like there's a bat just like clearly on a wire just like running. It's so room. it's the slowest bat, the, the worst so, prop I've ever like seen not in my life. Flapping its wings at all, but the shot that like made me start to really, and this is early on. This is what what ten minutes into the movie that really made me start to like sit up straighter a little bit was when we get a pov shot of the bat yeah and it's like yeah, flying the, in cages well, the, yeah oh yeah there's that and then even before that the camera just like the way it like lingers outside the house like it's just like a peeper like looking yeah. through the window well that's stuff so like that. one that's of the, not supposed to be the bat no just that's just like setting the mood. it's supposed to be a hitchcock thing right yeah. like that like that one of the early things i wrote was like this is just like a really bad hitchcock rip <laughs> and then, then it'll have a vampire in it and it's not at all so then the next note that i wrote he's horny for the bat no well before we get to that i want to talk about nicholas cage's laugh because after they get the bat away he him him and uh cassie lemons like run out into the streets and his laugh is like ha 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 ha, 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 ha yes ha, yeah ha, ha. oh when they're putting their clothes back on so good. yeah yeah and no human being in history has ever made a laugh like that and that's like aside from the shoe shoe that's why i was like oh yeah cage is making choices in this movie i'm ready to fucking go now no, no one's stopping Let's my man go. so then he's talking to his therapist and then he talks about how he's horny for the bat yeah i have right? the line i have uh the line right here if you want me to read it um, please do it in, in your the do the voice of course with, wait can you do the voice with the teeth no no yeah the teeth haven't come in yet um nah. i was horny <laughs> and i had a little to drink I was drunk and I was horny. I mean, I did love that part, though. I my, my mouth was like agape during that. I was like, wait, what am I watching? Well, What's going yeah, on? Yeah, because right before now? that, he tries to say like, 
oh yeah uh before i go i know i have like two minutes left in my session but i got like really aroused when this bat started flying around me and there was like uh you want to like talk about that he's like i gotta go i'll talk to you next meeting i mean that's how i end all my therapy sessions though i'm like oh i yeah. should tell you this gotta go sorry we're out and of your time. therapist Oops. is like hey let's follow up on that and you're like i don't know i I he actually does and tell was me horny. that. Well, <laughs> I omit certain things. I'm like, yeah, you know, I, just, I felt weird. Uh, you know, you can't let him know everything. And yeah. then uh, he's like, we'll put a pin in it. And then I vanish for a few weeks. How how horny is he for this bat? Who's not horny? Well, we for find a bat. out because he does definitely orgasm just while being bit at a certain point in the movie. Twice. Two yes. different times. It happens. No scenes. touching else needs to be it's, involved. Just bite him and that man's very coming. very much like the room. They repeated the same scene. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's yes. all I was thinking. Absolutely. <laughs> well, up to this point, up to the, even him talking to the therapist, I still am like, I, I, at that point I was like, well, I'm in, like, I like this, but I still don't know if they know it's funny or not. Right. <laughs> um, that I think that came when he really goes after Alpha. I was like, okay, yeah. this is a comedy. Like this is a funny jumps on the desk. I have yeah. a question for you guys. What is Nicolas Cage's job? What is Peter Lowe's He's job? Like Literary a, agent. Yeah. It's like a, he represents writers. <laughs> it's a job. No, I know. But it's just such like a, he's just like we have to find the files for the first that, sale to an international yeah, agent. That, that, it's such like a nothing. The idea of like him being obsessed with that reminded me of like Neil Breen movies. Yeah, where like it's all just it's, like fake jobs. Like there's three laptops surrounding him. And he's you know what I mean. He's described as a publishing executive. He was like, you find that fucking <laughs> that <laughs> file. Yeah, but then it's a, it's a good that bit of the the um what's her name alva yeah yeah alva. of that character that to me is such an interesting like kind of linchpin for like what this movie is trying to um or i guess like my thing of like who how much of this movie is like a big joke right because that is a way to just string you along just enough with like the bare minimum of like he's there's conflict because of a lost file right and the fact that they're able to drag that on for as long as they do mm -hmm. for the entire movie and that it never really develops it's always just kind of the same thing of like look for the file find the file to me that says like okay they're not really interested in like really telling any type of dramatic story here like this is just a mechanism to try to get you to the next crazy but it also does add depth to the movie because it adds the what minion definitely wanted to be in the movie which is the american psycho thing of like he you know because he's a powerful like white dude right he's abusing a woman in his office and everyone else is just laughing when he's woman of color when he's too. clearly <laughs> lost his fucking mind he's still being like they're still just letting him yeah so before even that happens where like the full abuse comes uh we get the first semblance of like hey maybe nicholas cage is like a little bit unhinged uh because <laughs> rachel shows up Rachel shows up after the very first time whenever he's looking for the the what's the, the Der Spiegel file. Yeah. Um, Am I Alva getting to do through to you? <laughs> it's like, Alva! Alva! I wrote that one down. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, no, so then Rachel shows up, uh, bites him, she the vampire. Um, and then the next morning is a scene with him making coffee <gasps> oh my God. and he brings it to that. bed and he's just like, is the coffee okay for you? <laughs> Let me know if it's if it's a little bit off. I can run downstairs. 
It's so it's funny, so, man. And that's the first part where you're like, oh, man, like, are things okay? Because like, he hands it to nobody to in his nobody. bed, then shakes it everywhere, and then end scene. I, I like that that stuff is in this movie, because we've seen plenty of movies, like, the the sixth sense and all its copycats. Where it's like, oh, it's the twist comes at the very end. Exactly. And I didn't want Joker that. Joker fucking did it. And it was so painfully obvious the yeah. entire time. The fact that this movie It was painfully ignites, obvious that he was actually the Joker. He is he is horny for bats. I didn't I didn't know that it was, but like then it was just like, oh shit. When he started dancing down the stairs to a pedophile song, I was like, oh man, maybe he Joker. He um yeah, he the fact that they reveal early on that he is clearly like unwell seeing things that aren't there, I think was a great, great choice that yeah. they didn't try to make a whole like big dramatic twist out of that. The other thing I wrote down though about this section is there's this scene where he chases Alva into a bathroom and she's like, I have a gun, like I'm not afraid to use it. Please stay away from me. And this old woman <laughs> She could care less. It's like, it's like so uh, annoyed. Yeah, she's, she's not like, like what concerned. are you doing here? <laughs> Get out of here. You don't belong here. And then just like walks away. Well, but here's the thing that got me is as she's walking away, she stares directly into the camera for like part. multiple mm-hmm. seconds. And I just like lock eyes with this old woman. <laughs> and I'm like. So they didn't redo this take. No, because they know. They know. I swear. Because there are also, I think, two moments where Nick Cage is looking right at the camera. Um, I think I, I have a really, really important tidbit from this uh, this history of the movie. I don't know if you got to this point, Hunter, but he Nick Cage did not like Beals. Did you get to this part? No, no. I didn't know that. He didn't like her. Um, someone who said this. He, he didn't like the idea of her. Uh, he didn't think she provided proper motivation creatively, sexually in any way, because he wanted the Nick. role to go to his GF, who was Patty Arquette. He, Whoa. he was dating Patricia Arquette, which in retrospect couple. would have been like a way bigger thing. She's yeah. actually Yeah, famous. Patricia Arquette actually might have made this Hold movie on. an extra like Well, I mean, grand. she wasn't really like big until like she after. She was like an indie star, like, though. Like, after like Dream Warriors. After that, she was too big. Yeah, she's still... 88, she's, like, not Yeah, quite. she's still not, but like, She was, you know. like, kind of coming up in the indie scene. Um, maybe this maybe would have been a little bit... So, let, hold on, though. I'm bearing the lead. Cage eventually warmed <laughs> up to Beals, but his methods remain bizarre. To get turned on... I'm getting right into the mic here for this. To get turned on, Nick asked to have hot yogurt poured over his toes. <laughs> Nobody could comprehend why yogurt got Cage aroused, <laughs> but the crew obliged. Oh, my God. And the then, crew obliged. <laughs> but then also before that, you know how I said so that like, like stray looks amongst each other. So I said I said that like Patty Arquette, he wanted his he was dating Patricia Arquette. He wanted Patricia her to Yogurt. get it. He, <laughs> he wanted her to get the part. Uh, it went to another actress before the one that we ended up on. She got the part, but she dropped out right before filming. Because her fiance said that he was going to break up with her if she made love to Nick Cage on screen. (laughs) I would I would do the same thing. I would I would be like, can we what's the step past marriage if you can fuck Cage? And then when when Beals got the role, he was Cage was like an asshole to her the whole time. 
until he warmed up to her once he figured out. They didn't even, that all she, she did was she bite pour, his neck. She could he pour even, yogurt on his feet. Yeah. What'd you say? I said all she did was bite his neck. He couldn't even get that far. Mm. So my question is, why did he why did he feel that he was like, I cannot act aroused. I have to be actually aroused. Because that's my what annoying shot. method type yeah, guys like do. Now, yeah, my question is, how did he find out that arouses him? That, that is a question for Patricia Arquette. <laughs> Patricia Yoker. Yeah, Patricia Yoker. We, had some, we had some technical difficulties. We had to cut out uh, a bit that was, uh, well, it wasn't even recorded. Of Hunter saying uh, Patricia Yogurt <laughs> yeah. instead of Patricia Arquette in a glorious moment of yeah. um, pod frenzy. So more, I have more stuff from this because like once they uh, start talking more about Cage, the better this article <laughs> gets. Coming. He hated shooting the bat scenes because he like he really wanted it to be a real bat, <laughs> like. He, and, and the way, of course, it he makes did. sense Wait, when you did see you, a real roach coming around. Did you get to the part where he actually ate a cockroach, a real one? No. So that's no. You know I what? Forgot about that, that wasn't one take. They had to do at least he, two takes of that, and he bug. ate multiple roaches. And you can tell watching it, like there's no magic going on. He's eating a bug. Yeah. Like, and then they like uh, they drugged a pigeon. So he can hold it. He didn't know they drugged it. That's insane, man. Um, yeah, they. Fuck. Oh, and so anyway, hold on. The, yeah, the bat drove him crazy. Uh, this is uh, I forget her first name, but Zitwar. It's the the wife of uh, Minion, who is the producer who got this movie made. She was like heavily involved. Minion himself was essentially not allowed to be on set for this movie. Um, and so she had to deal with all this fucking bullshit this because her husband wrote this dumbass script. So that makes me think that maybe Minion did not. Write no. This so listen, I no the, he he did. Listen, I read into it. I like the more you get into this article, and guess what? I think that I'm pretty much right on all counts of who knows and who doesn't. Minion knew that there was a comedic element to it. Like he knew, like there were there was some intentional comedy in his script. But then he said when he actually saw the dailies and he saw Cage, Cage was like bringing it to a whole other dimension. Uh, guess who knew the director right. the, the, and Beerman the, knew yeah Beerman knew but it's it's like I said it's mostly because like once he saw what Cage was doing he was like I have to shoot this for Cage like and so he knew that it was like going to be fucking bash it it was Beerman's idea for Cage to jump on that desk the way he did like he's an animal that was that was actually the director's choice it was not in the script it wasn't anywhere because he realized that like this is going to be a movie about a man acting so crazy the whole time, like acting fully fucking balls out nuts. We talked about that scene a little bit, but uh, we're going to talk about that more. Uh, I have a whole uh, big category because we have uh, we've already had the cage categories for uh, most cage moment. I also have a whole other thing for most cage quote. Uh, those are two different categories for this movie because it warrants it. But um just to recap, uh, that one scene, the Alva scene, um, he walks in and he goes, Alva. Or no, he's saying his office. He goes, Alva. He, well, he's going like, uh, Alva. Uh, Alva. 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 And then like walks out and <laughs> jumps up on top of the desk and goes, there you are. <laughs> and then chases her down the hallway in a full sprint. <laughs> into the bathroom it's terrifying all over the place it truly is like a horror film yeah, it's like very you could dark. recut this movie and it actually be like 
genuinely of terrifying. Of course, it has a lot of wait, darkness to it. Wait a minute. I just looked at a note. We have to rewind. Did nobody find that mime fight outside no, of the apartment? I was going to say, we have to. We totally <laughs> missed the, the fucking mime pantomiming a fight outside of the apartment <laughs> mm-hmm. that Beerman just kind of lingers on. And you're like... What and then when this? he leaves, they're like, "Are they still fighting? Are they dancing? Like, something yeah, they're like doing that. like the they same thing. They start out dancing. Um, yeah, that I think <laughs> that strikes me as something that was in the original script because it's like, it's like how like the movie on in the background of any movie is like it's telling you something about the movie on yeah. purpose. It's like, yeah, like, so he, you know, he wrote a Scorsese, so he's like, oh yeah, in New York, you know, you have like the street mimes. Maybe they're doing a scene that's about how this guy can't be in a relationship because he's, you know." Uh, it's still very funny, but again, that <laughs> that would still play in a straight version of this movie. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like that, the fact that this movie is about a guy who can't catch a break in his romantic life, like that works. Like that's the part that I was getting at in the beginning about how like there is this quality of some people that were still trying to make the quote-unquote original version of this movie before Cage was ever involved. There's still these, like, tiny tinges of their, like... it's all script. Yeah, they're like, okay, we'll still still try to make it this kind of, like, drama, romantic drama, or not even romantic, but, like, unromantic drama, because he's incapable of romance. That makes it better to me, because... That sort of clash. it, It also makes it so no one else's performance is crazy. Yeah. It's just really him. There's that moment in the car. First of all, there's so many scenes where he's just wearing sunglasses, which is like, oh my God, it looks it's so funny. But there's the scene in the car where he like stalks Alva in her home. Yes. And they're like driving back to the office and they're both sitting in the car and he starts wilding out. And you have these two people in the same shot and one of them is in one movie mm-hmm. and the other one is in a completely different movie. And it's just he's on another planet that just makes you gravitate to whatever he's doing. Mm -hmm. And it sucks that Alva's like she has to play like the straight girl and she's not able to kind of like play into it. But that adds to the weirdness. It it makes it a lot better. It makes it like there's these sparks to like her sticking so hard to like, okay, I'm just going to play this like so straight. Everybody is. Like yeah. Cassie Lemons is playing it really like everyone is being like as as honest as they can for the most part. We also so we talked about the the mime fight, but we did skip over um, another big moment uh, talking. Speaking of everybody being straight and the whole like theme of like, ah, this man just can't get his love life right. So he's going out to make amends uh, for Cassie Lemon with Cassie Lemons after just like fucking bailing on her at the museum. He yeah, just he like just booked it out he of just there. What was gets that out about? of there like the worst date ever. Like this man does not deserve a second chance in any way at all. He's already He's like, weird looking. I, I had I had yeah. an illness. I feel strange about this talking on the phone. <laughs> we have to meet up in person. See, that's Donald Trump. I, what you're doing. <laughs> okay, I did lose a little bit in the break. At, what point, um, at what point does he shoot himself in the mouth no 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 no. that's that's later on no so but then uh he's about to go meet up with cassie lemons to like go make amends 
And then some weird stuff is happening. He hears some things and he's going to leave his apartment. <laughs> and we have that one long take of Jessica walking down the stairs with Nicolas Cage, Peter Lowe, just seeing their mouth agape, just like, yes. Uh, yeah. I, and then adjusting his tie. It was a video that Drew sent. Yeah, I sent you guys chat. that video in our chat because it, his take just blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Every take of him is it's so good. It's the greatest piece of high comedy. Yeah. He he's like doing so like dumb guy face <laughs> and then it's slowly of also like dumb horny guy. It's it's the kind of stuff that you do in an acting class that you're not supposed to do in front of the camera to like lube yourself up for. Oh, he's lubed, but he's doing it in front of the camera like <laughs> he's lubed with yogurt. It, yeah, he. It, it's not like. I don't know. He just makes it work in a way that it's, like nobody else. It's, I, I I swear it's because this director worked with him and helped him and like figured out. He was like, okay, this guy's bringing different energy. We're going to go with that. We have no choice. There's even a moment, I, I think towards the end where he's like, I think it's the scene where he's like looking into the mirror and he can't see himself in the mirror and he's like losing his shit. And there's like somebody in the stall taking a shit <laughs> And yeah, he's like, stop it with the he's acting like, lesson. Yeah, well, because the that's something that's really not highlighted in the movie at all. But the people he's hanging out with that include like David Hyde Pierce, that's like his like theater group. Like he like does theater. This guy, so that, like the character, I think so. Like that, oh. I don't think that was like a random line, because everyone he's hanging out with in that group is a theater person. So I think I he's like, hey, stop that. with the acting classes. Yeah, I think that might be something that was cut. Yeah, like a cut scene. Of yeah, but if you look at like the, all those characters names, it's like theater guy number one or whatever. Can oh, we talk about the yeah, can we talk about the teeth. Oh, my God. Well, hold, hold, <laughs> hold on, though. Hold on. That means yeah, we were, we're definitely skipping ahead a that, bunch. We're skipping past the misfiled scene. Which might be the best Nick Cage when, yeah, movie never the entire me. One thing, one time. He, yeah, he's never. Who, who, who do you mean? Spell. He did. How can somebody misfile something? Yeah, he's never even. How can it be easier? It's alphabetical. Idea. He's never, never heard. Misspelled anything in my life. It's yeah. No, hold on, hold on. I have to. Oh stand no, he's up standing up. Oh no, he's standing up. I never misspelled anything in my life. Not <laughs> once, not ever. <laughs> can you do the ABCs? We did it at the top. It's um, it's it's so good. It by the way, the the reason I say this director specifically is working with Cage to come up with this vibe is because Zitwer, the producer of the movie, did not like it. She like she saw dailies of what Cage was doing. It was like stop exactly, and yeah, he that's and what he wouldn't saying. and get well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too. Though is that this director and this actor Trojan horsed an insane comedy into a worse movie, <laughs> and that right. makes it like the best movie I've ever seen in my life. So that that. The MVP really is uh, Brit Britman. He's Beer, like, well, he, he's like the Pippin. Well, no, because he's he setting was the up. guy who like let it happen. But yeah, he let he's it. Throwing the lob. But like, if, to if Nick Cage, Cage wasn't in to... this, then like it wouldn't have been like this. it wouldn't have happened. Yeah, at all. Right. yeah, exactly. The director's not like, hey, what if this was crazy? He's like, oh, this is this is crazy. I'm gonna have to let this be crazy. Yeah. He's a, he, it's a brilliant move. Um, by the way, Cage is 23. Damn. <laughs> he's wow. younger than any of us when he made this so he was, i don't think i'll ever be as old as he, he is, is in this not, movie. Wait, what he's 23, 23 when they i want to know how old this? his character was because 
Well, it, it definitely seems struck, like he's playing an older guy. In yeah. Moonstruck, he seems like a like a thirty five year old. He, well, his yeah, hairline's already going. You know, like he looks old. He looks like in his thirties. <laughs> yeah, he was yeah, born, he was in, born 1964. in 1964. This movie came out in nineteen So really, he's like twenty two when they shot this. Wow, that's insane. He Nicholas looks like Cage looks like he is like thirty two. Wait, hold on, movie. Christine. Is he hot? Is that's in been the a movie recurring now? Thing. In no, the no, movie. just yeah, in the movie, like back then. Like, is he hot? I mean, I don't think so, but like, he's kind of weird. He's like rapey. It's, it's bad. Okay, see, I don't like the rape aspect. Yeah, but like, like weird men. What about so. just like old, like eighties Nick Cage? Like, is he? We, we like, in, like Fast Times, Cage? Ridgemont High, Nick Cage. Yeah. <laughs> what is, is Moonstruck <laughs> Nick, Nick Cage? I'm an hot? old lady. <laughs> Moonstruck Nick Cage hot. Wow. Okay. See, thank you. I see, thought this. I is, think Moonstruck Nick Cage. I'm like, yeah, like no. Him and Cher. Like, really I like, would definitely watch a. No, I don't really like too. his attitude, but like, oh, physically, you know. I don't like. Mm. This is why Nick Lee, Cage could abuse me. This is why Lee signed up to do City of Angels. Yeah, because she thinks that that's the one movie that he is legitimately a romantic lead. Oh, he's very soft in that movie. Exactly. He's a that's not Nick Cage. Is that's he? that's him sober. Well, I mean, <laughs> it depends on what you want from him. Like that's what we're trying to discover through this series is like there's so many facets to him and like what makes it you know, if he does go more subdued, is that necessarily worse? It's gonna be like this. It's just gonna be hard to watch. It's like when you, if you like play video games for like three hours and then you try to read a book, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I can't. This is so much worse. Like, I, what am I doing? I don't know if uh, this was a script thing or if this was an improvised Nick Cage moment. But going back to the misfiled scene, probably the best comedic line the entire scene is uh, the whole thing ends with him just like, I want to know who did. And Doctor Glazer's just like, I don't know. I can't tell you who. And he says, Huh. And you call yourself a psychiatrist. <laughs> it's so good. It's just it's such a stupid line. And it made me laugh so hard. It's also it it's just like at that point, if you don't get what they're doing, like, I'm sorry, but this is like a pure because she's but, explaining to him like what it is to make a mistake. So <laughs> like he, he has never heard of the so, idea of making a mistake. But the thing is, this is like the peak moment of the movie to me, because back to back scenes, we have that. And then like the briefest of reprieves. And then we have him returning to the office with the sunglasses on blaming his outburst of chasing Alva into the bathroom on mescaline. And then we get the full fucking, um, the, we get the meme face where that's from. We get the, uh, the, you, you to, don't say you have to do it. The, <laughs> yeah, you're the, the lowest have, on the totem pole. Yeah. 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 The way his face oh, evolves in that I shot. Possibly has to share such a horrible job. <laughs> If I tell you to do something, you have to do it. That's right, Alva. It's a horrible, horrible job. If sifting through old contract after old contract. Oh, even your face is doing pretty good. <laughs> his the way that his eyes it's I don't know. Because the thing eyes. is, you see his eyes about halfway through that whole speech, and you're like, that's as wide as a man's eyes can get. <laughs> and then they keep getting wider and it's like horrifying the his hairline is like actively receding as he's giving his speech he's kind of like a human pug you know like the eyes just like mm. bulge out yeah 
you're right. He it's because it's more than like widening. It's just like they <laughs> no, get they like came out. Yeah. Coming out I see. Uh, I I compared him to a monkey a couple episodes ago. Like okay, he, he looks like certain monkeys. Were, he does like things on his toes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Maybe he eats all of his toes. Maybe he just like wanted a little bite after. Oh my god! Do you think he like scoops his yogurt like, out with his feet? And he's so like, I, he just like scoops. I said orangutan, but. It's maybe more of a baboon. There's a certain monkey that it is. Like I sent you guys a. a pic- I think it was a bab. Was that a, bab- a baboon? No. The one you sent? It was like a very specific monkey. He does <laughs> kind of look like a baboon, but not as angry. Depending so on the we're role. gonna figure out on on pod what monkey he is. So c- can we please talk about the teeth? So he goes <laughs> to this antique shop and tries to buy like porcelain antique. <laughs> What are supposed to be like, quote unquote, like real vampire teeth, right? But he spent all the money driving Alva back, driving, going to go pick her up from the office. Well, also, yes, no, it was 50. He said $20 round trip. And then it like because they had to stop, I guess, or something like he paid the guy. It was like $49 or something like that. Pretty expensive taxi ride, especially in 1980s. Yeah, but look dollars. at the apartment he lives in. Um, he afford it. So but before that plastics. happens, the reason why Alva calls out is because that's when we have, <laughs> that's when uh, he he like blows up on her again after eating a roach and uh, going <laughs> fully insane. <laughs> He's just like that's whenever he has the moment whenever he's in the taxi and he's just like the goddamn contract is somewhere in those goddamn fucking files. <laughs> Christine, you have and a vampire teeth tattoo. I do. Like oh, like wow. yeah, like detached vampire teeth, not that's just like great. a vampire. Yeah, that's, that's a great tattoo. Thank I'm you. currently wearing my plaster. Oh, you cream. are. You I didn't even tell. I <laughs> couldn't by even the hear quality it. of the audio just. Dem- Finishing exponentially. Oh, low. Oh, I got it. Um. So he hits the vampire teeth. Oh wait, no, no, no. Before that, wait, is it before that that the the too late scene happens? I think that is. Which one? Too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. Yeah, because the vampire teeth are like it, like the peak of like his downfall yes yeah 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 yeah. because he he gets the vampire teeth he (laughs) rapes alva uh which is not a good look for uh uh my guy peter at all that is Um, a horrifying scene it's horrifying for like like because it's he like rips off her clothes and everything and then just like he just starts like his like cry that he has is oh yeah that's 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 in here too actually it says that he nick cage like challenged himself to actually say boohoo while he was crying to act like a little baby i'm gonna do that next time i cry yeah Yeah. and then we have after he like rapes a woman he pokes her and says i'm not a vampire i'm a vampire oh it is i'm a vampire yeah imagine alpha like it's so it's a long story assaulted by this man and then person's like i'm a vampire this is a horror film so yeah i mean everything and he goes to her fucking house and like basically kidnaps her and then like you know she goes to her brother crying and he uh seeks to go fucking you know fuck him up at his apartment 
uh, which is when we have him like fully sad Charlie Brown mode with the vampire teeth walking home in the middle of the street. Yeah, that is an amazing, amazing moment. Oh, you're I talking about that. The um when he's just like moaning in the middle of the road. Oh, yeah. We haven't even talked about how he's just like about to like dry heaving all over New York, just like Yeah, Ugh. for like a long time. Like, so long. They I mean the budget on this movie, they didn't have a budget to close the road. Like they just had to do this yeah. in yeah. the no, middle. No, he did that with arch? actual people and yeah. they yeah. reacted because yeah. they did not know. It was yeah, they didn't that's, know that's what's happening. The people are just looking at the camera like, what the fuck <laughs> well, is going on? It, it works because like they're also obviously looking at him, which like if you're doing guerrilla filmmaking, it's just like two people talking. You don't want anyone to look because that's normal. But like in real life, everyone will be looking at this guy. He's <laughs> going insane. So like you can just not get a permit. Like it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. We also didn't even go back and mention his coffin. Yeah. His, oh, his, his, his upside down couch. couch. <laughs> which, so is, good. which is awesome. The Perfect slow touch. This, the way his apartment slowly devolves. Yes. Yeah, I I have that also in there in the most Nick Cage moments, but th- his whole scene of just breaking the entire apartment and everything, it's probably the most expensive shot in the entire movie because they just had everything. to break an entire yeah. apartment down. It was so good. Um, you want to talk about the uh, the because I mean, we talked about getting the fake teeth and then uh, well, the whole end screaming around. Yeah. And then so he goes to the nightclub Um mm. Does a murder. That's right. He does do a murder. Murder this woman with fake vampire teeth. Because now I'm scared to put these on. Mm-hmm. I so I'm assuming his teeth look like they fit him a little bit better than like the the like ten cent vampire teeth. Well he got them um, for three dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, three dollars <laughs> yes, I'll translate for you. Three dollars and fifty cents. Um thank you. <laughs> Is so he, it looks like they're a little bit more adult teeth? size. Yes, he's wearing the teeth the entire time. Oh, what we see. Yes, you know, he is. Probably... Oh, I'm I'm looking the... at it right now. He's definitely wearing them. He's got he's bug eyed in the club, staring at no, all. No, he's the doing dancers. a Nosferatu impersonation. Yeah, like his insane. head is like tilted back, and the and teeth his, are out. The teeth are out, and like he just <laughs> and has like yeah, hands just, all curled. And up. he's just like looking at titties. <laughs> <laughs> the I think. The the darkest read of it is that like the whole movie, like the vampire biting thing is really just a metaphor for like sex. Right. So he like does like. But but what would you do if you saw a man? Yeah. Pushing his way through the club like this, looking like this. I don't know. I think in certain clubs, that's like not. It's fine. That weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody's on drugs yeah right it's yeah, the could, 80s yeah, too. I mean, he, he would really just be up, like this guy's on e and he's like <laughs> he's he weird. chalks up an explosion to mescaline and everybody around him is like yeah we've all been there so he's like, also a rich white like, businessman yeah, i mean yeah. he's it, gonna no get away he goes up to is just casually doing bumps of coke out in front of it like just like oh yeah i got my little my little coke spoon yeah. out How is the this, 80s in new york is this whole movie a mescaline trip for him, yeah. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> because I when we get to the end, we figure out that like the therapist is imagined, like everything is imagined, you know, like he's just fully losing his mind. So maybe he is just like if he did take mescaline, just tripping the fuck out. I like I love the way it's edited when he's talking to the therapist, which is really just yes. like a concrete wall. Yeah. Well, I, it's, even it's a before, good edit. Even before we get out of the nightclub, though, I did want to mention that there is another instance of a 
uh, MVP background actor in that <laughs> sequence. So there's the old lady towards the beginning who just stares directly into the camera. And then there's a, 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 a dancer in the nightclub who, as Nick Cage is being dragged out of the nightclub screaming, this background actor is just like vibing. Just still dancing, <laughs> just, just still moving, like just because everybody's That's looking. That's a dude who's actually on E, like just everybody's just looking. In the background of a scene, I'd be like, I'm in a movie. Like, everybody's just watching this man losing his mind, being forced out by security, and they're just still like just vibing to the music. Like, okay, all right, we're still going. <laughs> We're still pumping. Can't okay. kill the vibes. I so, mean, that's how I am when I'm out and I'm watching people like get dragged. And I'm like, eh. I gotta keep running. <laughs> Look at this. I, I, I gotta keep moving. Had to shout him out, but yeah, that entire ending sequence where we're cutting yeah. in between him, even losing his mind on the street and the therapist. Even office. before that, uh, we have Nick Cage. <laughs> Fully losing his mind, reacting to the sun coming out like he's like crawling on the ground like it's wounding him and then grabbing a plank off of like a wood. And that's definitely not actors. Like that's like some like Eric Andre show just going up to people in New York and just being like, my girlfriend broke up with me. I'm a vampire. Please kill me. Like, like it's very early Eric Andre level of just what happens if you just walk up to people. That's actually with a great blood point. all over your mouth and over your shirt. That's, yeah, that, that couple that was like, oh, like those are real people. They yeah. had no That's idea not, what was going on. Trying to get sponsored by Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> I got a st- I, I need a wooden stake to K- pierce me in my Cage's influence. Is, yeah, just walking yeah. up to people like we kill Eric Andre is like my biggest influence is vampires kiss Nicholas Cage's performance. It's true. I, I believe it, dude. It's Eric Andre is like a fan of film. Him him one of my favorite moments is uh him also getting hurt by like the church. Like he tries to like go up to the church and ask <laughs> yes. him to come and he's just like the tortures of the damned. But then there's one earlier when he starts to become a vampire where he's just carrying his groceries and just falls. He sees, he sees the, the cross, cross and he's like ah! <laughs> I couldn't breathe. So- you know who else liked this movie? Because, yeah, you were right that a lot of critics just thought that he was overdoing it. But you know who liked it other than Ebert is Pauline Kael. What? Nice. Paul, yo, the, Pauline yeah, Kael coming the, through. Yeah, the, the critic most famous for hating everything. Yeah, Pauline Kael and Roger Ebert both were yeah. just behind this movie. She said Nicolas Cage is airily amazing here. <laughs> saying that he does some of the way out stuff that you love actors in silent movies. Yo, my king and queen understands what he was trying to do. He was trying to go back to like the fucking 20s. Um, So so then do uh, we think that Peter and Shannon would have Peter and Sharon would have made it if uh, if if Emilio didn't come in there and kill him? No. Peter and his no. imaginary girlfriend Sharon, even no. though he got in a fight after ten yeah, minutes they, with his imaginary already, girlfriend, they were on the rocks real quick. Dude, dude, Peter just wants to just he just wants to listen to Vivaldi with a woman and just vibe Much out. Much like uh, his character in Moonstruck. Yeah, also a big Vivaldi opera fan. Um, but yeah, it just it rules, and then yeah, he he gets killed finally. That whole. Uh, scene of of him getting stabbed, I th- I thought was hilarious. How it just cuts. Oh, yeah. It's like the bluntest. It's like not sharp at all. <laughs> and it just cuts and it's like squirting out everywhere, like yeah. <laughs> like classic horror. And then that's it. The movie ends. He's dead, and then it's over. It's just like there's no more bullshit to to tie up here because that 
whole sequence of him of like the whole cross cutting between him on the street losing his mind and the therapist's office like that kind of is like pretty much the climax of the movie and it just there's all the resolution there and, and the entire idea of this man just uh losing his his mind and not being a uh a not even a romantic partner but just a a functioning human person you know and you know not only did he imagine the therapist which i i think is a great touch but he probably imagined turning into a vampire like definitely well, yeah, yeah there's that not well, a vampire. He, yeah there's a whole he like hallucinates the cab drivers at one point like he just like sees like the man who's driving them around the cabbie and his wife like very clearly. Yeah, yeah you're right. Right that. before he's at the point where he's just like, if, if anybody calls, tell them I'm in a meeting. Tell them I'm in a meeting. This is all <laughs> like, pretty good. I'm not going to lie. That was good. 30 minutes in your car. Yeah, it really paid off. That was good too. <laughs> is, is there a take of he is actually a vampire? Like, does that hold any... Wait, mm, no, no, no. I think that the Be- bigger, I think that more than because he's definitely not a vampire. I think more the question is, was he ever actually going to therapy and did like he just imagine the last meeting or was the no, whole thing? Imagined? He was. I don't think he was ever going. I don't think so. I mean, but that's more of a question. He's I, definitely not. A I vampire. think the therapist is fully imagined. Also, I don't know. You never see Rachel. Like he was wa- actually seeing a therapist, but you never see you Rachel's think? teeth in the club. He doesn't actually get her mouth open all the way. Maybe she was vampire. No, I don't think she was real. She is a hookup who gives hickeys. <laughs> <laughs> like serious. That's I'm not joking. Well, I mean, that's as far as he could have gotten. <laughs> Dude, what we've learned through multiple yogurt. occasions. Yo, all this man needs is like a good bite and he's going to nut. You don't even got to do anything else. He just needs like, yogurt on his big toe. Just yeah. yogurt yeah. on the big toe and a little bite on the neck and that man's Yo, nut. You give my man Nick some denimals, damn. <laughs> the next guy I talk to. <laughs> what kind of yogurt do you Put like? that on there. Just, my, girl, my girl never, ever gets the yogurt. <laughs> um, I also don't think that minion like the writer even wanted him to be a vampire because this is a guy who had just written a scorsese movie he wanted it to be like a taxi driver style like grounded movie about an insane man what he got was way different from that but like this was never supposed to be a vampire movie i mean i kind of wish there was a version where he was it'd be it'd be cool and everybody was like you're just crazy i was i was kind of happy that he wasn't though because i didn't know i thought it was a vampire movie and to find out it's actually just about nick cage thinking he's a vampire is <laughs> really better. it's, it's, it's better. really good yeah yeah i wrote down one of my notes was nick cage saying whoa <laughs> and i don't yeah, him remember. walking. No, it's him walking into a wall. He walks headfirst <laughs> into it. That's definitely not a fake thing. He definitely collided headfirst with the wall and says, Whoa. And then just starts doing a therapy appointment immediately, like without a breaking at all. It's, it's so good. Just, does that. I, Nick Cage's look. Because we talked about the multiple hairstyles, but he has a different hairstyle in this one scene where his hair is parted directly down the middle. He almost has like like a cabbage patch look to his hair that he has going on. And then the blood in like a perfect circle around his mouth and then just blood all over his shirt. I love the way that cut back and forth between that and like his imagined version of being like all clean cut with his hair slicked back. Just like, you know, uh. 
Doctor, I just, I think I'm just a man. I'm just looking for love. Not that fairy tale type of, type of love. The real thing. Yeah. It's funny. It kind of reminded me of his uh, monologue that he gives in Moonstruck. <laughs> like, because he gives almost like a similar type of monologue of to love. that about what the meaning of love is, but in the complete opposite, uh, like context behind it. So, let's uh, let's get into the categories, shall we? Yeah, we yeah. Best cage moment, which Hunter, you suggested splitting this. Best into, cage moment quote, and cage quote. Okay, I so, have I have a bunch of nominees. Do you want me to read through those or do you? No, which one? <laughs> For a cage moment. <laughs> okay. I have, I have one, two, three, four, five, six. I have seven nominees right now. Right, Feel rattle, free to add to that. I mean, I would say off. the best moment is the teeth where he's in the okay, phone well, booth with the teeth. That's, that's one of them. It's such we're, a good We're going to get through that one. The, sh- the close up of him in that phone booth mm-hmm. is amazing. It's, it's so on my good. Instagram story. So <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, yes, I feel that's this. That's such a good shot, dude. Oh, so, my God. Uh, the first one I have is. Nicholas Cage eating both a cockroach and a pigeon. You know what? No. Okay, that's that's Disgusting. just one. That's one. Disgusting. Uh, I mean, he did eat that cockroach. He actually you. did, and that's some Nicholas Cage shit to another level. Where he's like, "No, we're not doing a prop. I'm eating. You're not going to cut. I'm going to eat a cockroach." And they did multiple takes of it. I just I cannot emphasize that enough. It's that's not for so many shots of this movie. It seems like they were just like uh, one and uh, yeah, we got it. Let's just move on to the next one. Like for this one, Nick Cage insisted they did multiple takes of it to get the right I one. I thought it tasted good. Um, Hold on. Also, when he's he's talking to the therapist on the phone in that phone booth, and that's when we yes. find out that she's sleeping with the brother. Is that the brother? Or are you being offensive? Yeah, right I now? really couldn't tell. I think it was, I a, think I think it was, it was the same guy. guy. That's not. I think the it same was like guy. mostly just a maybe a hint that he's imagining it, and then B, I think it was like a funny like visual yeah. gag. Like, oh yeah, that's like a th- something that would be an airplane. Like the old lady is fucking a hot young guy, a hot young dude, and then also he's just like calling her house in like the middle of the night, like a classic movie thing. Um, the next one I have. Is just the entire sequence of uh, Nick Cage screaming Alva, jumping up on the desk saying, there you are. And then like chasing her down. That's up bathroom. there, man. That's that's up there. Um, Cage breaking everything in his apartment. Um, Nick Cage, I have on there putting the vampire teeth uh, in the phone booth, screaming, I'm a vampire and then crawling away on the ground. <laughs> so is that your pick, Christine? Yeah, the vampire. Um, okay. A couple other ones uh, hiding from the sunlight and the crosses if they are hurting him. <laughs> also, the mirror. There's a point where he touches the mirror. He's just, ah, like where he touches it. It's so good. Um, his Nosferatu impression in the nightclub. That is That's a good one. So good. And then this one is kind of a cop out because uh, I feel like this is the winner, but it's probably too broad. It's just the many faces of Cage, including the you don't say meme. Yeah. face thing but it just well, he has so many different faces it's like i could boil each of his faces down to a thing well you don't you don't have my pick on there what's, my, yeah, what's my pick? pick is the entire scene of him in the streets of new york holding that wooden stake <laughs> with like blood all over his, oh yeah just the very end just, of just screaming all of yeah that. yeah he's fully him lost just going his insane. mind and he's like oh <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> like that that is incredible shit to me just it's the desk sequence for me 
the jumping on the desk. Yeah. I'm going to, I think I'm just going to say all the faces. I've never seen a man be able to contort his face in so many different oh, ways. Man, we're all split. We're all split. The, and you know what? This is great. Like, the, this is, we are going to reach it's the this whole level. movie. It's is the answer. What's, what's next? Quote. Um, the quotes. Uh, I'll just, I'll burn through these because I have a bunch of them written down. But uh, the, I'm a vampire. I love that. I'm a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> that, um, I was horny and I had a little to drink. I was drunk and I was horny. <laughs> so my favorite. They, Am I, when you're famous, they let you get away with it. <laughs> Grab them by the pussy. Oh my God. Am I getting through to you? Uh, Alva. That, I love that. And that that's might be great. it because that's the moment when I start like love the movie. When you said that, I was like, this. in everything. Yeah. Is and, so good. and the head down too. Yeah. His head it's is like, like yeah. down. <laughs> um, I I wrote down the full thing, but uh, the the alphabet scene, A B C D E F G. Oh, I was waiting for it. That's Peter. H I J K L M N O P. Yeah, yeah. Because if that's not the best moment, then that's the best line. Well, that's the best line read I've ever seen in my because, life. Because and then immediately after that is I never misfiled anything, not once, not one time. Yeah, yeah. that's that's, that's gotta be that's, him, him doing the ABCs is like. It it's like one of the funniest things I've and ever then, seen. Because also in that scene, you have Dr. Glazer saying, "Yeah, Peter, you really know your alphabet." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so good. She's treating him like a baby. It's so She's good. Like, and you call yourself a psychiatrist. It's yeah. That's that's like the f- funniest moment of like any movie ever. Is that I'll, is that your pick, Christine, or do you have another quote? Because Hunter has more on his list. Of- I was gonna say I can give you some more. I wrote down. I wrote down a few more. Um, the work's just not gonna go away, Alva. It never just goes away. <laughs> the contract is somewhere in the goddamn fucking files. That's one. Um, <laughs> I'm waiting for the next. Then uh, <laughs> this one's just one of my favorite. Too late, too late. I did like too the too late. late one. It's probably that one because I feel like the next time I'm really Alva. pissed, that's how I'm gonna what's, respond. What's the one where he's like, it's at the very beginning of the movie, and he's like taking his date home, and he's like, my castle is just around the corner. Oh, yeah, something about like they like brush the taxi guy off, and he yells at them. Yes, yeah, I remember that one made me laugh really hard. But I don't remember what he said. It's something along those lines of just like, ah, oh, yeah, my castle, my abode is right around the corner. <laughs> This is like the best thing you've ever done, Hunter. (laughs) Well, the fact is I did rape someone last night. (laughs) That's not, Hunter. The fact is I did murder someone last night. I turned into a vampire. It's a long story. story. I'm just releasing some id. I wouldn't worry about it. (laughs) Yeah, that's what the response response is. I was like, huh? This therapist better be imaginary. <laughs> this is the worst therapist I've ever seen. In my oh, life. you kids, go start a life together. <laughs> so good. I have your wife. She's right here. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, it just becomes a farce. My, yeah, my pick is the the alphabet with the. Yeah. I never miss that. Anything. Like that. Really, there any of these lines? We could just populate the whole theme song edit with this movie. Yeah, I like, feel like it's hard to pick one. Yeah, exactly. Like every line read is like one of the best I've ever heard in a comedy. Like it, you couldn't do better if you tried. What's next? Good um, cage or bad cage? Best. 
This is amazing, Cage. Yeah, it might be the best. Like you, you really put us in a tough spot here, Christine. Because now we have thirteen more movies. It's not going to get better. I'll tell you right now. This is is good. There's different types of great Cage, but this might be the best use of Cage. I feel like this is like the definition of Cage. Yeah, exactly. It is the standard. And it was Cage before he was really Cage. Mm -hmm. Like. He was he was experimenting with how far he could push it. Yeah. And I don't know if he was ever able to push it this far. No, who again. would ever let him yeah. push it this far again? Because he wasn't failed. that known then. Like he wasn't as known. Like he could do whatever. Yeah. And he didn't see he didn't want to be like just a comedy star either. Cause like that's what any you know, any savvy producer might do is like, well, this movie didn't do well, but this guy's yeah. funny. But like he didn't want to just be a comedy guy. He thought he was serious as well. Cages out of 10. I mean, it's got to be a 10. Yeah, it's beyond. It's like a 47 out it's of 10. Cages it's out of Vampire's Kiss. Cage out of space. So <laughs> now re-caging couch. I, this was tough because it's like so far we've been talking about like who could we slot yeah. in. Yeah, who if you if Nobody. Nick Cage did not exist and somebody else was playing this role. Who would you put in that it, role? It's so singular. Like the it, the thing is, anybody you put in this role, it's a different movie. Yeah, the yeah. the most natural one is like early '90s Jim Carrey in The Mask, obviously, right? Because he is, you know, he's the only person Eccentric, that physical. Loud, yeah, that yeah, that crazy. It doesn't have. I think Jim Carrey has never had like the darkness. Because one of the things also about this movie that makes it special is that like there is like a very sinister nature to Nick Cage mm-hmm. in this movie, and Jim Carrey has just never really had that in his like zany comedy performances. <laughs> so you mentioned Robert Pattinson earlier. I, I, I could put him in here, you know. He he can get a little a little vampire-y. He can get a little batty. <laughs> he's he's that's true. He is a Batman. He yeah. has been vampire. <laughs> he is method. He is apparently kind of annoying to work with because he's method. He insists on like full in character shit. He'd yeah. probably like the yogurt. <laughs> he definitely yeah. likes yogurt. You're right. He definitely <laughs> likes yogurt. But only if Willem Dafoe is pouring it in between. I was gonna his say, days. I feel like I could see William Dafoe. Oh. Willem Dafoe in here? Yeah, yeah. why the fuck not? Willem. I well, he's fucking my insane. Willem. My boy Will. Yeah, actually, it's it's still it's different. I don't feel like it's like well, quite of course as it's com- different, but com- like yeah, it's, anybody it doesn't change the yeah, whole. Yeah, but can get, but like that's pretty close. Willem is pretty mm-hmm. funny. In a yeah, because he stuff. yeah he's funny and he's he's nuts. Uh, someone like Michael Shannon is just too like he he has like no charisma. He, yeah, he's too dark. Like it's he would um, play it too serious. You need too somebody straight. who is going to embrace. Michael like, Shannon was probably what they thought Nick Cage was going to do in this role. <laughs> like the producers thought they were like, oh yeah, we're gonna get like a straight dark evil businessman. No, you you need somebody who's going to embrace the experimental side. I mean, of it. the easiest comparison is probably Christian Bale. Because he did American Psycho, right? And this movie yeah. shares so much of American Psycho. Yeah, but it's not even. Fair. You feel like it's a cheat. Yeah, yeah. but also American Psycho, like he's still like cool throughout American Psycho. Well, yeah, he's like <laughs> Nick Cage is not cool in this Hear movie. Me out. Christian Bale is more attractive than Nick Cage. Adam yeah. Sandler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Adam Sandler. Mm. I don't think he had it in him when he was young. Yeah, exactly. So that's the thing. Adam Sandler from Lil Nicky. No. Um, Lil Nicky is an 
awful movie that I, mean, I have seen a lot enjoyable. of times as a kid and like I hated it when I was like eight and so I never watched the it again. Well, maybe um, you were wrong because you were eight. No, my opinions were always right. Transformers is the greatest movie ever. Wow. Um, that's so, well, speaking horrible. of like obviously now this is like the worst thing to say to cast Shia LaBeouf in the role of a rapist, but <clears throat> oh. Shia LaBeouf would be able to do most of this stuff. I think Shia LaBeouf really would well. play it too seriously, though. Shia LaBeouf takes everything so serious. But he's like, because well, he's because he's, he's crazy, right, but right. he also um, like is funny. I don't know, Philip Seymour Hoffman. This is just like when you wanted to recast Louis C.K. in the role for Raising Arizona. I didn't not say that. All. I did not say that. You're like Andy Woody Allen in this role. Andy Samberg. Samberg. Listen, Hot Rod. A classic. He played it as a guy that was he, he was did, serious about he being did a He did play absurdist. Man. Yeah. Like absurdist Hot Rod's comedy. Amazing. So here's here's the thing. The <laughs> the reason why nobody could actually do this role the way Cage does is it is because Cage invented this role. Well, yeah, but he Cage is able to be insanely hilarious and still have like a menace mm-hmm. to it. Samberg can't have that. Sandberg just goes. I've never full, been scared by him. Exactly, Sandberg just goes. But I feel like if it was zany. early Sandberg, not like the one you know now. There, there just are, like this is early Cage. But there are scenes where I'm like terrified of this guy of Cage in this movie. Like there is it, that. There's this darkness. It's almost like you need to like blend two actors together to do this role. Like you need Michael Shannon and Andy Sandberg to actually like <laughs> make what Nicolas Cage is doing in this. There's movie. no yeah. There's no answer because he. This is the most singular performance I've yeah, ever seen. Yeah, he, he had more choices in this movie than he's ever had before, where, like, he got to do what he wanted. And so, there, yeah, the like, you could cast the guy who played Nosferatu. It's funny because <laughs> we, like, we're all, like, picking younger guys because I think that especially, like, remember this movie was made in 1988. For the most part, we've been trying to do, like, recasting that's people of that generation there is nobody of this generation that you could put in this role like jack nicholson in this role it's a disaster it's like a, well, it's like well, him in the shining like yeah that. no he's playing it straight and then you realize like oh this is a bad script or something and like if somebody's playing this movie straight then it's a bad movie but if you need somebody who's playing with a little bit more comedy because i mean 88 is before even uh batman isn't it uh batman's 89 89 yeah so right before yeah yeah john krasinski <laughs> listen yeah. now people no. give him no i feel like let's have done it <laughs> quiet place was so sad that's so sad he zany he can't go wild daniel kaluuya i feel like you guys are underestimating some of them wow imagine krasinski opening his eyes that way. i would like to <laughs> donald glover <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> Teddy Perkins. I would watch it. He's transformed in a Remember when he's before. Teddy Perkins? Yeah. That's creepy. That's scary guy. Creepy shit. The real answer. It has to be someone who's very funny when you just look at them. Tommy Wiseau. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he would be great. Honestly, yeah. Tommy. He Tommy looks like Wiseau a vampire. Is the, he doesn't. Tommy have to ch- Wiseau is probably the choice that's Hi, the closest doggies. to it. Oh my god! I say that to my dog all the time. The the last. Uh, category that was introduced by Steven last week is the versus bracket entry. So um, we may be able to put together a uh, March Madness style bracket. It won't oh, be in March please. at that point because 
March is going to be it. It'll be like a week. June yeah, <laughs> bracket. Of everything June that madness. Nick Cage has to, has to go up against in all of his films. Uh, so for for Moonstruck, we said what? Like commitment? No, it's marriage. the babies. It's the babies. No, Moonstruck. Oh, Moonstruck. Oh, Moonstruck. Uh, Raising Arizona his has wooden hand. He has to go up against his wooden hand. I, don't know. I would say what? like commitment, like marriage or something like that. For this movie, I'd say a bat. Right, <laughs> he has to go against teeth. His, he how horny he is! He has to go Wait, his he has to sexual go addiction. Yogurt, <laughs> <laughs> yogurt is a one seed <laughs> in the tournament. We should do that, man. I yogurt. Feel like it's in a yogurt. couple scenes in this movie. <laughs> break down the yogurt against babies in the final. One. <laughs> I don't He's know gonna who's going to go against his urges. Yogurt versus bees. <laughs> babies is bees. babies is the heavy favorite right now it's from five, Raising Arizona. Five babies. Um, it's five babies in Raising Arizona. That they, I that like a bat. Changing. He literally has to fight a bat. Like he goes. Shoo, I mean, the bat is there. Shoo. Yes. There's like a lot of different ones you could do for. You could do Alpha. <laughs> like, I'm just going up against well, poor no, Alpha. No, because the thing Alpha's is, brother. the thing is that. Uh, Peter kind of beats everything, and like, if you put him against Alva, like he wins against Alva. Oh wait, put he... him against a cross. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's what it is. It's, we're doing Peter against uh, the cross in the the light of day. Well, I guess we can um, we can put a pin in which one we'll actually choose because I think it changes whether or not you want to put up just cage in general versus the His character. character in the movie yeah in the, the movie per each exactly thing. Yeah. yeah so we can extrapolate it and see and and maybe we won't even do the bracket who knows uh we gotta do the bracket i like that idea <laughs> it's a good idea um anything else we want to say about this movie y'all or should we wrap it up i said no this is the longest episode of all time <laughs> anything you want to say christine it's fantastic. Everybody needs to see it. This movie's perfect. I think it's actually going to get taken off of Amazon Prime soon. I think I got like an alert upsetting. that was going off soon. I think that this is a movie that bounces around from streaming service to streaming service. So hopefully it goes on somewhere. Come on. Scream, fact, Shout Factory, uh, Arrow. Where are you guys at? Come on through. Criterion. Give me, that, Syndrome. give me that deluxe film. Give me the, the Beerman commentary. I, Let's go. I guarantee you if Netflix put this movie on their main page with the meme face of Cage as the thumbnail, it would explode. Yeah, it would be in yeah. the top 10. Like, like the, why haven't they done that? It, it, any it, Probably any the sexual assault. Yeah. Yeah. So there is that. We did kind of watch past. That's probably the well, thing that's aged the worst of this yeah. movie. He is a psychopath. We don't like him. And he does that. Right. And it's treated flippantly because Nick Cage is so crazy and funny. Uh, but I didn't think the movie was going to go that far. It it really shocked me when it yeah, did. It, well, it went go. that far because the script is a different thing. Yeah. You know, but I, I almost thought that it was going to like cut away and then it just kind of kept going. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> this is not ideal. <laughs> um, But it's still a bonkers movie. Gonzo movie. Crazy performance from Cage that's worth seeing. Uh, even though, like I said at the beginning, it is kind of like surrounded by the structure of like this kind of terrible I don't care. movie. It, this movie reminds me of I Think You Should Leave, where I'll be able to rewatch it because even if I remember what happens in the lines, 
uh, you never remember how good Tim Robinson's line reads are. Yeah. Like the way that he reads his lines is very like you never can nail it down in your head. And I feel like this is going to be one of those movies that I'm going to be willing to revisit it multiple times because each time I'm going to like there's going to be another layer of insanity that I'm going to discover. It's Look, we beautiful. can just all go in on the double Blu-ray pack together. It is $130, as I said, but we could just all pitch in for that bad boy. Thanks to our Shit donors. Out. Yeah, thanks, Bert. Thanks, thanks, donors. <laughs> so um, I think that about brings us to the end of this show. So thank you, Christine, for joining us. Thanks is there anything that you want to let the listeners know? Anything you want to plug? Where they can find <laughs> oh, you? Oh, oh, she's oh, plugging she's putting, her, she's putting, her teeth. teeth in. Oh, wait, first I should say I am at Velada underscore trouble on all social media, but also. How do you spell Velada? V E L O T T A. I'm a vampire. <laughs> I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. Monday morning, for sure. <laughs> That's another great moment and scene. It's just him running down the road screaming that. <laughs> That's so good. That's amazing. Just everything about it. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks to all the donors for donating. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show at We Bought a Mic on Instagram. Email us, we bought a mic at gmail.com. Uh, donate if you're able to, anchor.fm slash we bought a mic. Next week, oh, Drew just pulled up the monkey. <laughs> this is a different monkey than the one I had last week. <laughs> he just looks like a monkey. He just looks like one. Next week, we are giving you a double, double, ep- double episode with a returning guest talking wild at heart by david, david lynch. lynch finally talking lynch on this pod aside from twin peaks and david lynch movie um leaving las vegas which got cage his oscar so you got that look to, to look forward to and uh then we'll keep trucking along through this cage series so <coughs> we're in we're in deep we're in deep now and it'll be interesting to see if, if anything comes close to the level of what we saw here with uh, with Vampire's Kiss. So thanks again, Christine. We'll have you on again soon, I hope. You're welcome back anytime. You're getting your master's in film, which means you are way more qualified than any of us to in talk In 43 about days. So. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, he's choking on the teeth.